Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series. Coming at you with our ALDS Game 2 Instant Reaction. I am Brett Rutherford, joined by Danny Russell and Rays outfielder Brett Phillips. No, I'm just <laughs> It's the other Brett Phillips. But the Rays have tied the series up at one apiece. It was a 7-5 victory. And boy, oh boy, did they take it down to the very last at-bat. Uh, Pete Fairbanks, squeaky bum time is what I like to call that, but <laughs> ends up getting the save, two big strikeouts, and an Aaron Judge ground out to end the game. Rays win it. Series is tied at one. Boys, whew, I don't know. Are, are you guys even so prepared we're recording this. We're recording this right at the game ended it. 60 seconds ago. Uh-huh. Maybe 120 seconds ago, who threw up? I almost threw up. Like that's not even a joke. I have a sensitive stomach, and I almost. <laughs> threw up. It it was, it was one of those that again. I went into the ninth. We had a three run lead, and I didn't feel all that nervous. And again, maybe I'm just way too naive. When the walk started happening, that's when the nerves set in. Yeah, and. Pete Fairbanks with with those big old eyes, he he, he got it done. And uh, I mean, great performance so by the overarching narrative of this game. If you think about the narrative from game one, is that Kevin Cash was not his normal manager self. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was not aggressive in his management. In this game, Kevin Cash said, "F it, you're getting my best. Mm-hmm. You get Glass now. You get Castillo until done. You get Anderson. He was great. You get Fairbanks. You get." the best that the race pitching staff had to offer and Fairbanks was not his best self in the ninth inning. I mean, back to back walks to start it out to get you into the freaking buzzsaw. That is, uh, uh, the Yankees offense. I know that's a metaphor usually for, uh, <laughs> for pitching, but I, I can't help but think just like, yeah. uh, the bugs bunny, cartoon where you just keep on trying to throw it and then there's just home run after home run after home run that's Mm -hmm. what this yankees lineup feels like this series it's horrendous and you could just feel the horror setting in after those two walks yeah and i felt like that the entire game i mean it's it's fun i I almost didn't believe this when i just checked it just now but the yankees got five hits that game Mm. they kind of were like for the most part held in check by Rays pitching if there wasn't you know 11,000 walks. I mean, we can talk about the strikeouts for sure. Yes, that's exactly right. 18. That's a major league record. Major league record in strikeouts in that game. Did it feel like the Rays were in total control of that game, you guys? When it was Castillo and and Anderson, yes. I know Castillo got into a little trouble. But those two, Nick Anderson, player of the game. And we had some great offense tonight. We're going to talk about those guys. But for Nick Anderson to come in with two guys on, strike out the side, and give a one, two, three, ending in the eighth. His best performance of the season, maybe one of the best performances he's had in a Rays uniform. And uh, those two great. innings were fewer pitches than Fairbanks threw in the ninth. Yeah. That ninth took 10 years. I mean, th- that was that was crazy. So not only did the Rays set a major league record with 18 strikeouts, Tyler Glass now broke another franchise record. He broke mm-hmm. Blake Snell's record from last night, uh, or from, from the last Blue night Jays. of Blue Jays series. Uh, of nine strikeouts in a postseason game. Glass now topped that and went with 10 tonight. Let's talk about Tyler Glass now. He gave up the, you know, four runs off of two home runs. But other than that, the stuff was there. 10 strikeouts, only gave up three hits. And I think the lasting image is going to be that, that Stanton 
home run that flew off the bat. But other than that, last night was amazing tonight. And it was really the awesome to see him bounce back. The needed to respond to last night's bloated ninth inning loss with a statement against the Yankees. And Tyler Glasnow absolutely delivered on that. DJ LeMahieu, uh, DJ LeMahieu leading off. 15 <laughs> let's get that started but then Glasnow just threw straight gas 101 miles an hour the hardest he has ever thrown was tonight against the Yankees striking out Aaron Judge and then yeah. Hicks had a had a walk after that but whatever he he threw way too many pitches in the first inning but we started out super strong i love those first two outs and it was the it was the response needed after last night's loss. Yeah, he wasn't tipping any pitches tonight or whatever. I mean, Glass now, if the story of the pitching, the race pitching yesterday was that Blake Snell wasn't getting any swinging strikes on his breaking stuff, the Yankees were able to really identify what was going on for the most part. I mean, if they were doing that with Tyler Glass now, it might not even have mattered because the breaking pitches, that ridiculous 80-mile-an-hour curveball was so fantastic. I mean, even if you know it's coming, you still know the shark from Jaws is coming, but it's still going to get you. So, I mean, it was ridiculous. It is incredible to see how many swing and misses Glass now can get on that curveball on balls that don't even reach the dirt. But we're talking about how great the Rays' pitching was tonight, and it was. But they gave up five runs, which means to win this ball game, the Rays' offense was really going to have to step up. And that they did. And who else to get it started tonight but Randy Rosarena? Opposite field home run in the first inning off of Davey Garcia. And, I mean... What's the ceiling for Rosarena? Like, when is he going to stop? What else can he do in this postseason? He looked good in left field again tonight. I mean, on a full count in the first inning, he hit that home run off the top of that thick wall in right field. You know, I'm talking just the boing right off the top. Mm -hmm. Statement to start the game. Mike's in the Rosarena. When he struck out towards the end of the game on a three and two count, I was I found myself legitimately surprised. Like, right. I truly just expected it was going to be, like, some sort of double to the gap because he's been hitting the ball so solidly for weeks now. It was I mean, going to be a double to the gap that he turns into a triple. Exactly. <laughs> sure. His helmet yeah. flies off when he rounds first. I'm remembering uh, Voight, if you watched this game, but if you didn't, Voight had an incredible dive while keeping his toe on first base where he was kind of, like, floating horizontal to the ground to reach out and – and uh, snag a very errant throw by Urshela uh, to first base that Randy was just hustling down the, f- the first baseline. Like every, even when Randy is out, even on a strikeout, it's on a full count. Yeah. Even when he's out at first, it took <laughs> a highlight reel play that in a loss, you will remember that play by Voight. I mean, Randy is just something special. Yeah. And even with all the, the high leverage situations in the bullpen, my favorite moment from this game was the Manuel Margot home run. That came in the third inning. It made it a 5-1 game. It was off of J-Hap. And the emotion from Margot rounding the bases. I, got, I just got to talk about this series. If, if you're a neutral fan, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a Rays fan. <laughs> but the like this is going to be a classic series, it feels like. And the, the emotions at the end. And I want to give the TBS broadcast a lot of credit and the, the angles they were getting and some of the camera shots. They would cut to Glass now, who just looked pale-faced in the dugout. Kevin Cash 
You couldn't see much behind his mask, but you could see his eyes. There was a tinge of fear in there with Peter Fairbanks struggling on the mound, cutting back and forth. I thought it was great work by TBS. This is going to be a fun series. It's 1-1 now. I have a feeling we're going to be playing baseball on Friday. And oh, it's it's going to be... Uh, if you thought tonight was nerve-wracking, uh, wait and see until you see the rest of this series. But the man Walmart go-home run takes the cake for, for my moment of the night, especially with everything that's happened with, with him this season. What do you guys got? I mean, I'm still thinking about Nick Anderson's incredible outing. Yeah. yeah. That strikeout when he climbed the ladder against Sanchez, 97 at the top of the zone. Uh, DJ LeMayhew was framed at 98 from Nick Anderson, just outside the top of the zone. And then Aaron Judge just like <laughs> swinging at a breaking ball that hit the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was up, it was away, and it was down. Nick Anderson was using the full range of CB Buckner uh, to his benefit. Uh, uh, CB uh, Buckner. Let's talk. Let's talk about CB Buckner. The strike zone was probably the worst we've seen all postseason, and one yeah. of the worst zones I can remember seeing in a Rays game. It was bad for both sides. I, I, both both teams got calls, and both teams had some missed calls that hurt them in some key situations. <laughs> but uh, again, I'll say the, the case for robot umpires is there. Uh, and CB Buckner, uh, that that was just not yeah. his best performance tonight behind the plate. I don't know who we're getting in, in in tomorrow's game, but I mean the first three ish into the fourth inning, I was like, ah, oh, CB's not going to be a problem. And then the Zunino at bat happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh, was rough. Yeah. That was the one where it was two bat pitches out of the zone, right? That... Yeah, the changeup away, and then I think it was a slider high or something like that. Just nowhere near the strike zone. Yeah, CB Buckner completely took the bat out of Zunino's hands in that case, and it almost came back. You know, it was going to hurt the Yankees in the ninth inning. It was uh, on the and Glaber ended up he ended up walking anyways in that in that bat right, or he struck. He did, out. yeah, he ended up he walking. Walked. But you're right. I mean, if he's going to call a pitch that's a good like three baseballs above the strike zone, if you're the Yankees, you got to be like, wow, I better be swinging at anything. And that's really surprising again, considering how wild Fairbanks was. It's not like he's like a. Yeah stud reliever who gets the benefit of the doubt in these cases he just was absolutely all over the place so i mean cb buckner really i mean in a lot of ways bailed the rays out of the ninth inning in that case but that said credit to pete fairbanks for coming back and striking out um uh two of the yankees pitchers because even you know in that moment i mean when they used to talk about how great the tbs broadcast was it seemed like every time they were cutting to pete fairbanks his eyes were so wide he looked like a scared horse (laughs) kind of like fits with the stable I guess mentality. <laughs> of course. But I mean, again, credit to like pushing through, yeah, pushing through that to just throw, I say, strike. I mean, throw 99. And he got his strikeout up, he got his strikeout in, and then he got mm-hmm. the ground out from Judge. All in all, a great response from Fairbanks. I think he threw too many pitches uh, <laughs> overall. Understatement of the day. For his use, uh, you know, tomorrow yeah. or game three, uh, for game three or tomorrow, uh, game four after that. Um, I've got, I've got two people I want to shout out from this game that Go I think are, are unheralded. Number one, uh, we have the return of Austin Meadows mm-hmm. hitting yeah. at the top of the lineup. He looked really messy in his first at bat. He looked still worked a full count, a little better in the next one. And then he hit a home run and that home run was glorious. But that was exactly where I was going with that. He did exactly what 
vintage Austin Meadows would do. Even if his swing is looking a little wonky and you can tell he's still trying to like warm up back into what uh, a normal plate appearance would be for him. He was gobbling up pitches. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every, was there an at bat that was fewer than eight pitches? That wasn't the home run. Uh, I'm not sure. The strikeout in the eighth, I think was on four or five pitches. Okay. But he had already done his work for, for the day. To keep it going. The other guy I really want to shout out. Uh, actually, I'll make it three. Uh, also on offense, I, I need to give credit where it's due to Joey Wendell, who had an incredible night at the plate, including that dribbler up the left field line, but in general, just quality at bats against some very good pitching uh, when I did not expect him to do so. Uh, but G-Man Choi's defense tonight. Yes, much Failed needed. the raise out over and over and over again on throws that he made look like an easy throw. Mm-hmm. Carrying over from last night, too. He, he, he made a couple really nice plays when the, when the pitchers had to step up. He had to catch a Blake Snell rocket that was rolling up the third baseline, and Snell turned around and fired it over him. Having Choi back at first base is, is such a welcome sight. Uh, uh, yeah, I want to talk about Meadows some more. We were critical of... We were critical of Kevin Cash last uh, last night from in Game One and some of the decisions he made tonight. When this that he made, <laughs> yeah, when this lineup came out with with Meadows at the top in the DH, there was no Yoshi. Yoshi was not in the lineup, which was eh, not a shock, but maybe something that was there to talk about. He did get in that bat. Meadows at the top of the lineup. He was DHing, and a guy that just hasn't played a whole lot of baseball recently. Gets that start and and did really well, uh, I thought, in the leadoff spot. Got on base twice. We talked about the home run. Drew a walk. Worked counts. Um, you know, helped the rest of his teammates out. I know Brandon Lau didn't pick up any big hits today. He was 0 for 4 at the plate. Um, but, yeah, I, I really liked the decision there from, from Kevin Cash. Um, I, li- I liked the maneuvering. You bring in Sutsugo for Margot. I believe that was to face Ottavino. And then you bring in Brett Phillips to play defense. I thought that was managed perfectly. And obviously the bullpen, when you get to go Glasnow, Castillo, Anderson, Fairbanks, it's hard to really mess that up if you know those guys are throwing the night. Uh, but mm-hmm. Kevin Cash, I thought, managed that beautifully, let Glasnow go back out, but pulled him after that first walk. Castillo comes up and cleans it up. He gets into trouble the next inning. Anderson comes in and cleans that up. And then I had Ryan Thompson ready to go if things were to get a little bit dicier in the ninth inning. But ultimately, Fairbanks closes it out and... Those are the four pitchers you want going. And before this game, if you say those four pitchers are going to pitch and the Rays are going to win, you're like, yeah, of course. What happens in game three? Mm -hmm. Do you think any of these guys are available tomorrow night out of the the relievers that threw today? I think Anderson is. I think Anderson and even Castillo might be. I would think Castillo is probably first on the list. Anderson, if you see an opportunity to close out a ball game and and take a 2-1 series lead. But Castillo, I don't know what his pitch count was, but he he threw just the one inning, came out for the next inning, so that's another up. Um, but I, I would say either of them are available. Fairbanks probably not. Uh, but if you see a situation where you know, where Anderson can come in and help you get a two-one series lead, why not? Let's do it. If I see if it hits the sixth inning and the Rays are up by one and it's there's a runner on second, I think Anderson comes in. I think that's, that's and he's shown he can do spot. it. He did it yeah, in the easy. wild card series when they put him in after it with a six-run lead. <laughs> Kevin Cash, if he's going to be aggressive from here on out, uh, he he will go to Nick Anderson. But yeah, question: I, did, did Fairbanks get a save tonight? Yeah, it was a three-run. Should have. It was a three-run game when he came in. Yeah. So yeah. So his only two career saves are, are in the postseason. 
Yep. Yeah. That is is right. Uh, I I will say there is someone in our, in our Slack chat that when we were being a little negative last night said that the mood would be a lot different tonight. And I wasn't quite sure that that was going to be the case, but it was glass now on the mound, the bullpen, the stable, the home, you know, the obvious home runs from Manuel Margot and Mike Zanino uh, to Mm -hmm. to carry the Rays back into the series. And Charlie Morton, haven't seen him in a while. He's going to be yeah. on the mound. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, he's on the mound tonight. Brand new series. Best of three. Let's do it. Hey, before we go, you know you know we have to talk about it. Giancarlo Stanton. Holy crap, dude. <laughs> he had the home run off of glass now. That was like an excuse me swing. He didn't even mean to swing. It was just a rocket in the outfield. And then he, his home run that looked like it went 6,000 feet. Well, anyone that watched the game on TV, we don't need to talk about the, the second home run because they thought, saw it a thousand times. Yeah, I think they honestly, I think they showed it on TBS 11 times. I, I counted and they showed that replay 11 times and they talked about it so much into the inning of the next. But even though the Rays were up by like a run in the fifth inning, I felt like they were down by like two or three runs. It to be felt fair, so it was an awful. interesting moment in the game because Glass now, if you remember, had four consecutive pitches above the zone he was still pumping the high heat but he was just completely missing the strike zone Mm -hmm. and then uh Giancarlo Stanton comes in and he throws 96 so he pulls off a couple miles an hour he feeds 96 down and in to Stanton nothing happens so he's like oh I'll do that again you can't throw Stanton the same pitch twice first of all definitely not Uh, and second of all I mean that was one of the most impressive home runs we will ever watch. And I know sexy. that they showed it 11 times. I don't care if they showed it 12 times. That was just outrageous. It yeah. was. It, it was. Glass now, though, to his credit, after that, struck out the next three batters, struck out the yeah. side, ended up striking five out of his next six batters, retired six in a row. He really got back on the horse. And if you look at the stat line, gave up four runs in five innings, doesn't look great, but he, he really was on his game tonight. If you take Giancarlo Stanton out of the game, he didn't give up a run. And I know you just can't do that, but uh, <laughs> really happy with Tyler Glass now. And I, I think that's where we need to leave it off. Um, so that is going to do it for our Instant Reaction podcast. Thank you to Danny and Brett for hopping on. Man, oh man, I said yesterday that it was not fun to do these after a loss. Sure, sure is fun to do these after another win. Race tied up 1-1. If you want these instant reaction podcasts downloaded directly to your device every single morning after a Rays playoff game, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. Make sure to keep checking out all of the great playoff coverage over on DRaysBay.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Time to go throw up. 